Good enough? Good enough. We need to talk about the bats. I'm Ross. This is Greg. Today, special day is the good one. Well, not, not that they're not all. I'm about to say, man. Sorry about that. So far, so good. Yeah. I think it's gonna be another good one. Yeah, another good one. Ben, Miss Sean, Big Frank, Four Chemical, Mag Nitrous, Chemical, Chemical City, City Rebels, Rebels. Glitchel. Oh, everything, man. Everything. And even back in the day, he was in uh, Slays of Freedom. Slays of Freedom, and, and God, probably some. He'll, t- he'll probably I mean, tell us things that he was in that I'll be like, "What? You were yeah, in that?" We're gonna we're gonna learn a lot. He's that today. Guy. He is that guy. So um, yeah, stick around for that and future shows. We got a lot of stuff on the books, actually, Greg. So yeah. we're gonna be doing this a lot more often than we thought. It looks like. And uh, can we, can we announce any upcomings? Uh, I mean, we got Ben today, yeah. or in a little bit, and right. then we got uh, Corey. Maybe Corey, right? From Homa. He's going to come talk to us for a little while mm-hmm. uh, before they play their show next Friday. Right. And after that, I don't know who's on yeah, top. Yeah, well, we we got to talk we'll to some out. other people. We'll map it you out. guys will definitely know what's happening with all that. But it's cool. There's a lot of interest. So I'm really excited about that, that everybody else cares about what we care about. Right. That's kind of neat. The last show with Mr. Mason went over real well. I'm real pleased <laughs> with it. And That was awesome. We got, a lot of, <laughs> we got a lot of new followers and things like that, which is really cool. So, yeah, appreciate you guys listening. If you can go like the page and subscribe and do all that shit that you do with it and rate and review would help. Yeah, yeah, please uh, do. People be able to find the show, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, back to uh, Michon. So, yeah, Mr. Michon's here. I uh, wanted to plug a couple of his dates he's in got case a couple he forgets shows. to do yeah. so. Uh, he's got a show with Four Mag Nitrous at Feed and Seed. That's in Lafayette. In yeah. Lafayette, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's on the 11th of March. So not too far from here. And then on the sixth, 17th of March, he's got to show up Park Place with Pale Shelter. There he's, he is. He, he's going to be with Big Frank. Um, so you know, Ben Michon is going to be in a band with Big Frank, yeah. playing with Ben Ryland, who is on our fir- one of our yep. first podcasts, I think, or second. And that's Park Place in Gonzales. That's going to be a fun show. Yeah, so check that out for sure if you're local in the Baton Rouge area. For sure. If you're in Lafayette, go to that show. All right, Greg. Well. Ben ought to be rolling up here pretty soon. I'm excited to talk to him. So, yeah, let's go holla at you, boy. Nitrous, Chemical City Rebels, Big Frank, all the things. Amongst other things, yeah. Thanks for coming through, brother. Happy to be here, man. Sorry it's so cold. Oh, it's all good. (laughs) I I have layers. Right. I'm all good. Yeah, I've been listening to all the other podcasts, man. Digging what y'all are doing. Appreciate it, man. Had had your boy Ben Ryland on it. Yeah, listen to that one. Ben came through. That was good. He talked about some shit, and I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. (laughs) Yeah. And we we had kind of introduced the show, and we talked about the fact that you're going to be playing a show with Pale Shelter. You're right. We are. Pretty um, soon. March 17th at 
Park Place in Gonzales. It's going to be uh, Big Frank, Brandon for Exile, and Pale Shelter. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'll be there. Should be a good time, man. Hoping we'll have a good turnout. Keep uh, Park Place having local shows. Yeah, it uh, sounds amazing in that venue, and nobody – that's kind of an underappreciated yeah. thing, man. It sounds good in there. It yeah, does. we just got to make it – Glitchel show sounded good. Worth Everything. their while, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. They make so much money with cover bands and shit. You know, we really need people to show out for local original music to make them be like, oh, yes, this is something we should keep doing. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Keep come on. Drive. So if you're listening, please go. Please go. Come out the to show. the park place. Yeah, yeah man. Absolutely. And hopefully we'll get some more shows in the future. For sure. Um, yeah. We already, I think we have one in uh, June over there as well no kidding yeah oh, wow far out yeah dude they're, they're booked through like september or some shit at this point yeah so unless anything follows through yeah <laughs> yeah so like, i got i kind of do like unofficial booking over there for the local shows mm. and people hit me up all the time and i'm like look man they only give me like a handful of dates right and they fill up pretty quick as soon as i get them so mm-hmm they give you a handful of dates to do local original? Right, they'll or? tell me when they want to do a local original show, and okay. then I'll, I'll book it, you know. Right. And, you know, I plan so many bands. Typically, <laughs> but not always, I'm playing it. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. I get, I get contacted a lot, and I'm, I don't know if Ross does too, about bands that have known us through, and I'm sure you as well. It's just like, man, I got something new going on. I want to come play a venue or whatever. Um and it's like to hand to hand it over to to you would be like that's yeah pretty nice but it's it, but as again like there's so few venues in Baton Rouge anymore like yeah Park Place which is like you said you only got a handful of slots right you there got, might be a local show over there freaking five or six times a year the you most, got right. you know City I mean. you got uh, well yeah Chelsea Park Place it's, it's like Ben said though it, it needs to be worth their while so bring a crowd yeah a touring sure. act better have. Somebody that's established already in town, right? Like, I think we've even discussed this with other people. Just being – Park Place is going to have to have a draw. Right. Yeah. I worked in the bar business. I want to be slinging drinks all night long (laughs) for your crowd. So, you bring that. The more we get – I mean, to me, I think – I feel like batteries are starting to open up a little bit as far as musicians, right? It's starting to get a little little more happening with original music around here, rock and roll music anyway. Right, right, right. So, hopefully, we can start drawing that shit around here, too. And uh, we can get a pool at Park Place. Cause that'd be great because it's right down the fucking road for me. So. Yep. And with Bobby doing his thing, like letting people go play acoustic acts over there at Gila and shit like that is fucking awesome. So. Yeah, I'm hoping because uh, they're talking seriously about expanding. That yeah. if they buy a bigger place, it'll be like a little bit more room fucking for some a. music. But, you know, once again, they're business. So you got to have the folks come out and buy drinks. Yep. yep. So. Yeah, for sure. Understood. Yeah, yeah. All right. So. Let's fucking get into it, G. You want to open her up? Well, we always ask uh, a lot of our people that come through and talk, you know, kind of give us the upbringing of you. So, how you grew yeah. up. Where are you from? Where you, yeah. Um, you from Louisiana? Are you from somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, no, Louisiana. Born and bred. I was actually born in Denham. I was the only uh, kid out of my parents' five children that were born in Denham instead of Baton Rouge. And I was also the only one born to a midwife. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I guess my mom was one of her super hippie shit at the time. That's cool. That's cool, man. I know a few. Um, all right, so you are born in Denham, and then you uh, picked up a guitar at age two, probably. I came out playing a flying V, dude. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a death growl. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I think I started playing when I was a freshman in high school, actually. Really? Yeah. That late? Because uh-huh. you understand music. I've watched you play for a while, and so you understand music the way that somebody would have said, like, yeah, I started in middle school playing in band and yada, yada. You get rhythm and you get everything. So Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't surprise. know. I just always kind of picked it up picked it up quick. You know, once I started doing it, everything, I could always kind of. Okay. Right. Did you just play guitar and bass and drums? And yeah. Um, I played guitar. I started playing guitar. It was actually, I remember the conversation vaguely uh, I was on the bus home from school uh talking with my friend seth alvarez uh about you know the offspring and smashing pumpkins and shit and we were like dude we should start a band and i was like yeah we should (laughs) not to mention i'd seen like my brother's friends played a little bit he had a uh 
you know, they were like three and four years older than me. And they had a band like when I was in middle school. So I went to like the rec sh the shows at the Gonzalez Recreation Center. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, local For shows sure. like that. And I saw them play. And they, you know, they kind of, like one of Jeff's friends, uh, I forgot who it was, but they left a guitar over at our house. And I kind of like started fucking around with that. And then mm -hmm. that was when I was like, yeah, I want to do this. Plus, I saw these guys doing it that weren't that much older than me. So it was like, when I was a kid, it was always music. You know, it's something that you hear. It's something that, you know, these other you know, people do or whatever. But yeah. when I saw people not much older than me doing, doing it, it stage in front of people, I was like, I can do that. Yeah, man. <laughs> I want to do that. Gonzalez Rex. So you grew up kind of in Ascension. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Highway 42, bro. Well, did y'all did y'all know each other in high school? In high school, you for sure. Ross, yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. I, I feel like I may have been aware of you. That's what's weird. Right? You say you didn't pick up guitar until high school. God, I swear. Uh, how many years are you guys apart? And who's older? Oh, I, I'm like a year older than you yeah. or something okay, like so that. Okay, so y'all definitely knew each other in high school. Yeah. Yeah, we had classes together. We yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We spent half of our senior year We didn't together. go to the same Crap, middle man, school. You guys went to the same school. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Did we go to the same middle school? What middle school you went to? Galvez. Okay, so we did. Yeah. So that's what I was saying. I feel like I knew you in middle school, and I, I, I could have swore you were – maybe you were just into the tunes, weren't playing them quite yet. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One of those stoner kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> so, right and, and then you had referenced – Ross was telling me earlier that his mom would drop drop you off at Gonzalez Rec Center, right? Oh, yeah. Just yeah. unattended, like, go have fun. Yeah, go to yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, rock. Yeah. Good choices. The early days before you had a license or whatever, yeah. Uh, sure. Somebody like I think the first show I saw over there was Geekbox. So. so, how old were you when you were getting dropped off at these? Am I getting interviewed now? Yeah, well, I'm just curious. How, or Ben? <laughs> yeah, line, I don't know. 14, 15, so something you, like that. Would you drop so, freshman like, in high school? Would you drop your child off right now? Right now? Yeah. No. Unattended. It's different times, Greg. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> I just think I that's, used, but it's wild, right? Like I thought about that when you said that. I was yeah. like. Dude, that's no, absolutely not. No, I used to ride no, my bike not. from my parents' house to Galvez Middle School, which is like four miles or something like that, mm. to school <laughs> in middle school. Yeah, yeah. not now, right? Bruh. Not now. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, come man. home, freaking no, straight from the school down Moody Dixon back to nine thirty three, back to fucking the house. There you, you go, Brown. So you lived out in that area then? Yeah. Okay. That's that's wild. All right, so uh, let's backtrack a little bit. So you played fresh, like freshman in high school. You start dipping in. Yeah. What was your What was your first guitar, man? I got an, that's my one of my questions. <clears throat> my first one was, uh, I'd kind of been wanting one, and then I used to spend not all summer, but probably like two weeks out of the summer with my grandparents in River Ridge, uh, yeah. Metairie area. Yeah. Right. So I was out there, and uh, my grandmother found this uh, fifty dollar. Uh, classical acoustic in Nylon. like the 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 want ads or like the you know the classifieds or whatever yeah so we went and rode and got it <laughs> and that was the first one and you know me not knowing shit about guitar right got it and you know and played on it for a while and ended up breaking strings and stuff and then <laughs> i ended up putting them putting like uh regular like bronze acoustic strings on it on a nylon or nickel or whatever yeah. yeah so the bridge started picking up and then it started getting the action started getting higher and higher <laughs> nine so feet in the air i used to press really hard right. uh-huh very done i still do kind of like <laughs> that's crazy so that was the first guitar in the household like because i know your parents were into music a lot yes yeah but my, not my, musicians and your siblings too yeah no none of them played okay. wow but my Aunt played guitar a little bit, like acoustic strummy, and my uncle on my mom's side was in punk rock bands in New Orleans in like the seventies. Yeah, you had told me that seventies, eighties, like yeah. early. 80s. That's awesome. Yeah, he was a uh, Mandeville Mike. Uh, if you look up, you can Google his, you know, some stuff will come up. Right. And he was also we had this forty-five of this band he was in called the Skinnies mm -hmm. that I used to play all the time when we were younger. They had uh, <laughs> two songs on it. Was like a, you know yeah. forty-five. So um, uh, one of them was a uh, I'm a dullard, <laughs> and the other one, uh, the one that I, I, I like that one, but I, I like the other one, too. It's uh, Out of Order. <laughs> he does this crazy, like, death metal scream at the beginning of it. Dude, how come you're not covering that fucking Yeah, song? that's I what I was just I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> when when we were doing Glitchel, I'd, I'd shown it to Todd, yeah. and he would he was into it, you know, and I, I really wanted to do it. Damn. Uh, and it was right around the time, like, my uncle passed away a couple of years back. And right around that time, I was like, I want to cover this song or whatever. And we just never kind of got it Damn. together. But what was the name of the song again? 
Write it down. Uh, one of them was I'm a Dullard, and the other one was Out of Order. And he also has a song. It's really interesting. It's a the Mandeville Mike song. It's called Me. And he does like a whistle intro, but then he does a whistle harmony to the whistle. <laughs> I've never yeah, heard anybody shit. do that before besides him. I've never heard that in my life. Yeah. Even That's Axl cool. Rose didn't fuck with that. Yeah. It's fucking cool. Yeah, so there, he had a guitar at the house when I was a kid, right? Right. And, you know, we used to, like, pick it up and, like, air guitar to the radio or whatever. Yeah. And it was – I asked him years later. I was like – because it was, like, a Les Paul shape. I remember that. I was like, please tell me that it wasn't, like, a Gibson and I just destroyed it being a kid. And he's like, I oh, don't know, dude. It was some knockoff. I was like, oh, thank God. I never fucking forgive myself. Yeah. yeah. yeah there was a lot of companies in the 70s that went through lawsuits copying yeah, yeah. Gibson. So maybe he played all those cool – Copycats. Yeah, or even if it was like lawsuit, an electric lawsuit, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the really good ones. Right, you know? right. That's still, I don't know. He, he didn't remember what kind it was. That's awesome, dude. And I really, I think you should revisit that cover idea, by the way. I'm down. Yeah. Nice. That's insane to me. I, I, I mean, I hate to like harp on it, but I really thought that you would have grew up in a, a musician household. I grew up in a musical household. Yeah. My mom listened to music nonstop. Like, uh, your mom was a big Beatles fan? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, huge Beatles fan. I I am shocked about like the the no structure thing. Like, you get the way. Uh, so we both have heard you play a lot, and you get structure, and you get chord progression, and you get vocal melody, and you get all of the things that musicians that typically have grown up in some sort of fashion of like I've learned music at one point, and you you saying nope that wasn't yeah, me. Nope. And I'm like. Then, dude, you got the gift, bro. Yeah. Picked it up, played by ear, man. That's just funny, though. Never I had mean, a single lesson or any of that shit. Right. We're going to get into it, but, I mean, it's like like you said, you started as a freshman in high school, and by the time you were out of high school, you were already playing in a band. Yeah, I started. The first <laughs> uh, excuse me, first uh, band that I was in that we actually played shows was, like, six months after I graduated. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's insane. Fucking that quick, dude. That's wild. Yeah, well, I mean, I was hanging out with a bunch of people at the time, and the guys that I played with had been playing longer than I had. Right. You know what I mean? And I was a year older than them. Right. But they had picked it up earlier. So. Yeah. So, you befriended a lot of talented musician correct. friends, yeah. and they just kind of showed you the way. I think that's my uh, best, uh, I guess, I don't know I don't know what to call it, but whatever. I surround myself with really talented people. Right. And I always <laughs> have, like, people that I push you to go forward yeah a, a great attribute yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah so um they so you make go, me better you go to the the rec center shows and you're seeing these bands and you're like i could do this so i'm assuming the next step was let's do this yeah make a band right so <laughs> tell me about that tell me about that process of figuring out <coughs> who you're gonna do it with who you're gonna yeah you're gonna do well um the first person that i started kind of like jamming with was uh ian savoy who was in a he was already in another kind of established band in high school at the time. And uh, my buddy P, that I still play with, and Big Frank, uh, we used to go over. He used to come over to my house, and he had, like, a little combo bass rig. And I had a, you know, little combo guitar rig. And we used to try to figure out how to play Goat Whore and Acid Bass songs and shit <laughs> together. Sorry. You know, this is, like, after I've been playing for a few years, you know. So yeah. Ian was playing drums. I guess. Ian was playing drums, right. But he was already in a band, so we were trying to find – you know, other people because he was already kind of spoken for or whatever. Yeah. But I was really good friends with Ian, so we'd go just jam like after school. So yeah, and a lot of us talk about we just jam after school. So yeah. the jams were covers. Yeah, sure. Yeah, primarily like you said, acid bad, bad, road horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, I throw some Green Day and shit in there. You know? There it is. I was waiting yeah. for it. Well, man. everybody like, says every Green Day. podcast. Somebody's yeah. got to say it. Even Green though, Day, Nirvana. You know. We yeah. used to give me we used to give me the shit back in the day, man. Why you listen to that trashy shit? It just sings through his nose, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Green Day boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went through like a fucking super metal period in high school, where like straight up death metal, like the heaviest shit. If it wasn't that, like it sucked. I couldn't tell. <laughs> you know I could not I mean? tell. But the first CD, like when CDs came out, you know, it was like, oh shit, I f- it was Kerplunk. That was the first CD. Right. I fucking had, cool. You know. That's so weird, man. Yeah, you've always been in the cool tunes. I mean, I've picked up a lot from you over the years. I'm, I mean, I think we started hanging out probably like sophomore in high school or something like that. Yeah. So I remember you were definitely into the acid bath and all that shit at that right. time. But, uh, yeah, as we progressed, you were definitely showing me all kind of – I remember you showed me fucking goat whore for the first time. That fucking blew my mind. I was like, what the 
I think Fuck you and I were arguing about like how fast people can go, like on drums. And <laughs> yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. And, like, and then he's like, "Listen to this, this bitch." <laughs> I was like talking about minor threat, like, "Dude, minor threat is so fast." Out, yeah. And you're like, "Bitch, you have no fucking idea." <laughs> Those blast beats, yeah, blast like, beats holy shit! Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. He used to come over to the shed, like uh, me yeah, and Sean's shed all used the time. To, around the time that mm-hmm. P and I had just started getting together, we came over to Sean's house mm-hmm. a couple of times and like jammed with you and Sean. Yeah, Sean playing drums and shit. Yeah, me and P fucking around. We had I don't know if we had started writing songs at that point. I feel like I'd started to write around then because I remember like showing Sean something that was something that I wrote. Yeah, actually, that was. The way I remember, I could be wrong, but I think Sean was actually playing guitar with you, and I was playing drums. Maybe and, so. And P was on bass, because I remember that, because P actually left his gear at the uh, shed, yeah. and that was like a, a starting point for Sean to like pick up the bass, because it's like, oh, and all of a sudden there's a bass right in the fucking right. house. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was real. Early. But yeah, you were right. We were trying to write shit then, too. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of probably around the time I started writing music was... Yeah, sophomore, sophomore junior, mm-hmm. high school, something like that. Yeah. Hanging out in Miss Thibodeau's class. That's right. how we got to know each other. Yeah, that's yeah. how we kind of like got to know each other so, pretty well. Somewhere lost in the memory banks of you guys, there's some uh, P, there's some Ben, there's some Sean, there's some Ross songs hanging out there. Somewhere out there. Probably like pieces Some ideas anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Raw. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everybody put, the, put that on the same record that you record your uncle's stuff. <laughs> like, dude, everybody knows yeah. what the fuck that was. I'd have to do some kind of like. Yeah, dude, it, look at y'all. Game, there was a girl. select few of people in Ascension Parish that you know were into the same shit, so that's why we kind of all got together, you know. Right. Me, Sean, and Ben, and like, I think Morgan was in the class. There was like a quite a few of us that just yeah, kind of we were in art class, you know. What I mean, in art class, freaking artistic. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's. My I never knew that little chunk of history, though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we've been knowing each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. But he just went off. Right. So, but you you went off, too. So, like, let's talk about you, Ben. Yeah, so, ben, ben goes off and does your jamming. When did you first solidify your first, like, all right, I'm in a, I'm getting into a band. Like, I got something. So, that's probably my junior or senior year. <clears throat> We had a, a band. It was it was me, uh, Matt Dupre on guitar, PM on bass, and this guy, Juggy, playing drums. Uh, Brad Gotro was his name. And Bob, my, my good friend Bobby Hoyt, yeah. singing. And uh, oh. we were called Internal Downfall. Whoa, dude. Yeah, like, right? So Matt's, Matt's a familiar name, though. Yeah, Matt still plays. Matt has – I've n- never – not been in a band with Matt. <laughs> He's my dude. Like, yeah, we play guitar together. We don't have to talk about anything. You know, we'll we figure back. out each other's riffs pretty quick. We'll get we'll get back into it. But like, I met him at your birthday thing, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll get back to that. All right, so cool. So the band's established. At, <laughs> say the name for me one more time. Eternal downfall. I love the emphasis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not just a normal downfall, brother. So did yeah, yeah it's an eternal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how did you guys go about playing shows or did you record? We didn't. Did you, did, nope. No, nope. we <laughs> played a handful of times and then people could come and listen to us. And, yeah, outside we, the we, shed. we jammed a handful of times at the shed and that was kind of about as far as that one went. Okay. But you met some good people and you you started Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was strong kind of the basis of, you know, Matt and P, I played with them and I've been playing with them since then. Yeah. Pretty much. So who was the songwriter in that? Me and Matt. Okay. Yeah. Or Matt and I, I should say. Okay. And Bobby was singing. Yep. All right. So what? what singing. Uh, right. So, screaming, uh, screaming mostly. But I know you as, as the singer-songwriter and, like I said, the singer part of that as well. So when did you come into that of saying, like, yeah, man, I, I not only do I write the songs, but I want to sing them. This is a – Well, that came about around the time – that uh, my second band, um, well, the second real band that I was in called Mute Hound. Okay. <clears throat> that had kind of dissolved. Our, our Ian Savoy, who I spoke about earlier, he played in my first re- like gigging band and then Mute Hound with us as well, and then he ended up moving to California for a while. Hmm. Uh, so we kind of 
Mutehound kind of like did the whole tryout drummer things, and we jammed. You know, um, this guy Lance Lemoyne played with us for a little while, and then uh, Clipstein, Josh played with us for a little while, and then uh, it just kind of it wasn't the same, you know. Yeah. So, who uh, else was in that band with you? That was Matt P, okay. uh, Gabe Vicknair, and Ian Savoy. That's yeah. for Gabe. Okay. Yeah. How did you meet Gabe Vicknair? I knew him from high school. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I I knew him. We played football together and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I like how Greg's like, football? Yeah, like, just drop that in real quick. Yeah, well, I mean, I played in middle school. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Gabe's I mean, an AP homie. Yeah, I knew I knew that. Yeah. Cause I, so, I don't want to go into the birthday thing, but, but we keep introducing people's names that I'm like, I've met them at your birthday thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Gabe was one of the nicest guys, and we talked for a long time. He and yeah. his wife had both talked to me, and they were super, yeah, yeah. super, super nice to me, man. Yeah, Just Gabe's super awesome. awesome. Yeah, who current? I don't know if it's currently, but Gabe and Ian Savoy had a yeah the a, ambassador, pretty pro- proficient band yeah. for, for a while. I don't know if it's still going on or not. Uh, I think it's on a, a, a little hiatus. hiatus. I don't know, a little COVID going. hiatus or something. Yeah, that kind of went down, and uh, their guitar player uh, Jason. Uh, recently had a kid, so he's kind of mm. finding his uh, excuse me, finding yeah. his legs around that, you know. Yeah. And I don't, you know, that's the last I heard on it. Yeah, so I, I definitely remember Mute Hound came about, but let's talk about the first band that you did. Don't, don't skip over that because that was mm. huge shit. Whenever I was in just out of high school, I, I heard nothing but that. All right. <laughs> and a lot of times <laughs> when, I, I don't, when people are talking to me about you, it's like, oh, oh well, yeah, that dude. Was you weren't there. around for. Slaves of Freedom is what we're talking about. Slaves of Freedom. Yeah, so Slaves of Freedom, uh, I remember we, Matt and I, and P and Ian, decided to make that band New Year's Eve, 1999. (laughs) We were at a fucking house party. Yeah. I think you're one of our first guests to actually know the date. I remember it (laughs) because it it was New Year's Eve. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, it was like the millennial fucking all that shit you know mm-hmm. ever all the class right. clocks were supposed the to stop working yeah, and so all that shit you were you were still in high school at the time yeah i think new year's I, eve 99 you're on your senior year of no, high no, school no no i uh in 99 i think i had graduated in like may so yeah mm-hmm. so new year's eve i was just out they were still in oh Oh, New Year's Eve in 99. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, dude, that's the day. You yeah, fuckers yeah. aren't that much younger than me, by the way. It's You're talking about it was about there. to be year 2000. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm thinking the other way around. He was yeah. celebrating like it was 19. Damn, so that's yeah. like. Tonight that's, we were going to party. That's the, uh, like, when I first started dating my wife that fucking same day. It's crazy. <clears throat> God, I feel like. I feel Oops. Like, dude, you guys took not time. long at all to get big then. Yeah, I guess. I mean, big. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I started working at Marlin's Pizza. A lot of people knew in name. like early two thousand, and you guys were like everybody at Marlin's was like fucking slaves of freedom, slaves of freedom. You know, <laughs> right on. But I mean, it's Marlin's Pizza. We're still we're, talking yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was fun, man. That was like the first one where we actually got out and started playing. Yeah. shows and you know had a record and shit. shit. Yeah, we went and recorded. had a record. Yeah, mm-hmm. we recorded, and uh, yeah, probably the end of two thousand, if I had to guess. Somewhere around in, we'd got enough songs together. No shit. Yeah, we used to write freaking constantly. Yeah. Where's that record at now? Um, you can find it on YouTube. Can you really? <laughs> yeah. All right. It's called Bringing Down the Sun. Okay. Yeah, so we did that one. We actually recorded it. Um, well, go ahead and explain, like, who was in, like, okay. what was going on. So that was uh, Matt, P, and Ian, who I'd mentioned before, and uh, another friend of mine, Charlie Hop was the vocalist so ian on drums me and matt on guitar and p playing bass okay. charlie singing uh and i met charlie matt had played in a band with charlie oh man i'm failing it i'm not gonna remember the name it's of all it, good. but it was yeah with a couple of people and i knew charlie because he was friends with my older brother mm. and charlie's older brother ryan was in you know one of my favorite local bands from around here around here called leak yeah along with uh Jason Ogle and right. T.Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Joel. Right. Uh, <laughs> Killer. So, yeah, they were connected. And then, you know, I used to go see them practice. I used to, I had that freaking Volkswagen van. Yep. And I used to go, and basically like roadie for them to practice because like they didn't have cars and shit. So I'd go 
to showman's and pick up all the gear and then go over to uh uh juggy's house because i got it played in the eternal downfall drums was playing in that band with matt and them oh, okay yeah wow and we'd go over there and you know i'd watch them practice and stuff Fucking uh, so anyway charlie's on vocals he uh yeah i he he was killer yeah you know That's... could sing could scream you know he could sing like like very bluesy you know and that's what i always loved about the heavy bands that i really enjoy are the ones that don't just scream the whole time it's kind of like a mix and that's why i do it myself i try to sing scream if you're gonna have try to have as many tools as you can and actually use them you know yeah get a little soulful even right. within all the yeah. and he was you know he's part of the reason why i do that because mm-hmm. he did it and I, I liked it you know yeah that's charlie yep he played with ben ryland as well yeah in something right i thought we, he had <laughs> oh. men- i thought he had mentioned the name on the podcast we had a silly band i was i think mute hound or maybe big frank had played a show at northgate and this dude brad uh wildy used to come and he was a photographer and he used to take pictures and stuff and i was hammered and he was like bro they got a show up here uh in like a month uh we should do a band and come play it i was like okay you know, Hammond's like, yeah, dude, it's whatever, you know, drunk talk or whatever. <laughs> then the motherfucker calls me the next day. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I got to do it now. So I threw a band together with me, Rylan, Clipstein, him on bass, and we got Charlie to come sing for it and wrote like five songs in four weeks, played the show, Damn. and never did it again. And that's, that band was called Shotgun Jesus. Yeah, it is. Do you remember it now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rylan was talking about it. Yeah, I was he, like, was, yeah. he was like, he didn't have as much information as Ben. No, <laughs> ben no, has he, now, but Rylan just kind of left it on the table and was like, all right, and moving on. He knew yeah. what the name of it was, but yeah, like, it I don't was remember like the complete. <laughs> it almost looked like it looked at it like an exercise of can I do this? Yeah. You know, yeah like, he, fuck, can he I He talks write? about it similarly. Yeah. yeah. Like, write five very. songs in four weeks is insane. Yeah. Sure. I think we might have done like a sleep cover or something too like maybe we play dragon out or something nice there you go all right all right so that way where are we slaves of freedom 2000 yeah yeah 2000 picking up playing shows big time yeah gonzalez mutant is done and slaves of freedom is done by 2000 and slaves of freedom was done around 2004 yeah, don't don't end that yet. Did you I'm guys? Not like, end, I'm not trying to. Did end. you guys hit up the did road with slaves yeah, or anything say, like that? Uh, kind of like the Gulf Coast. Really? You know, Mobile. Fucking a. Yeah. 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 Pensacola. No shit. That's some time. like. Uh, give me some of that, bro. Early twenties, huh? Yeah. 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 Early twenties. No we shit. On the road. Kind of out of control. Yeah. I can uh, imagine. Between Ian and I, Matt and P were, are, and still are a little bit more reserved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, me and me and you, me and Savoy were kind of, you know, <laughs> sowing some wild oats, as they say. <laughs> yeah, we're just you know, whatever we could put in our faces and fucking hey, get it done. Awesome, dude. Yeah. I wish so, I, I, what'd you think about the road? Like, you got a taste of it, man. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like straight up like weekend stuff, you know. So yeah. it wasn't like, but yeah, I but fucking loved still, it. I right? loved it, man. I. Have you said some people do you know, it and hate it? You can pay your bills and go on tour right now. I'd like leave and I'd go pack my shit right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Was there anything like any bands memorable back in the early aughts that you like played with on the road that you can think of? Or were like, damn, that, <coughs> that you still remember? Sh- yeah. Oh, um, I remember. There you go. We went to go play this show in Biloxi, right? And we were supposed to. So there was a slight member change between the first and second Slaves of Freedom records. Uh, we ended up kicking P out, and then Jason Ogle, who recorded the first record, started playing with us. Mm. Anyway. Damn, I didn't know that. He gets this, and he's telling us about this, that we're going to go play the Golf Coast Coliseum. This, <laughs> In Biloxi? Giant, yeah, the giant, you know, you've <laughs> yeah, been there. Yeah, it's <laughs> huge. Giant venue. It's supposed to be like a big festival, yeah. all-day bands, you know, all this shit. We were <laughs> fucking so, like, fucking pumped. It was like, fucking right. <laughs> so we're going down there and we're driving and we pass up this like two-story like biker bar with like a tent out back 
And we were like, yeah, dude, look, look at fucking that shit, dude. We're going to play the Coliseum. Fuck, that must suck. <laughs> we get over to the Coliseum, and there's like a fucking, like a big yard sale going on in the parking lot. And we're like, we were to play. And they're like, man, no fucking show. What the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> we're like, what the fuck? And we started thinking about it, and we were like, okay, go back to that, that fucking biker, biker bar. bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's at that fucking biker bar. So we went, went back over there, and sure enough, that's where it was. Oh, Jesus. And it was an all-day thing, and they kept fucking, it's like, they kept pushing times and shit, and they kept pushing us back and pushing us back and pushing us back. And finally, we got, and the headlining it was a Leonard Skinner cover band. <laughs> right, and we were playing, like, right before them. And we had brought carloads of people with us. Right, you guys are playing the Coliseum, fuck. Right. <laughs> You know, oh, fucking right. And then, you know, <laughs> they're there fucking hanging out, bro. It's fucking lame, you know. Like, yeah. Legitimately calling out yeah. Freebird. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they kept fucking pushing us. And then we got on stage finally. And dude was like, all right, y'all got 15 minutes. Or no, he didn't tell us. We played about 15 minutes. And then he was like, last song. They wrap it up, yeah. Yeah. So we played it. And then we actually had some people out front that had came to fucking see us. Yeah. So I was like. We're not fucking stopping. Yeah, you want all this to go away, dude? Right. I was yeah. like, we're not. We're we're gonna keep playing. Mm-hmm. So we played like two more songs until he like pulled the plug on us and shit. That's what's up. And then he, <laughs> you know, was talking shit to me afterward, and I was like, fuck you, man. <laughs> then yeah. the Leonard Skinner band played, and they were fucking great. <laughs> but the guitar player, uh, in between sets, Sorry. like when they were, uh, like we were, you know, change the stage or whatever. He was like, bro, fucking respect on that. Fuck that dude. I would have done the same shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I'm going to keep pushing my time all fucking day and then try yeah, to cut yeah. it short. Yeah. We drove all the way here from fucking, you know, Gonzalez. Agreed. Yeah. I guess, I mean, fuck, that's the early two, 2000s too, man. I mean, yeah, no sometime. fucking respect back then. So. Yeah, 2002, 2003, maybe 2004. Maybe. For, uh, especially for some youngsters and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Are you working too at this point? Yeah. Like and in week? college. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. You were southeastern? Yep, southeastern. Yeah, I'd work uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at, uh, ironically, the place that I work at right now. (laughs) Uh, And go to school Tuesdays and Thursdays. Cool, man. Yeah. So got the bug, caught the bug. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Writing music, singing music, playing music on the road. Not so much singing back in those days. How long did Sleeves of Freedom go till? Sometime around 2004. Okay. It's about four years. That's a long roll. That's a long ride mm-hmm. with a band. Um, a lot of people, you know, do a one or two. Or how many? How many songs? How many records? How many? Two records. Okay. Um, the first one, like I said, was "Bring Down the Sun." The second one is is called uh, "The Last Stages." They're both on uh, YouTube. YouTube. You can find them. I need to try and get the waves and put them up on Bandcamp or something on iTunes so people can actually get it digitally. If you send us a link, we'll post it on the uh, podcast. Yeah, I'll send you all some links to it. If you want that. Yeah, for sure. All right. So we're kind of at that point of like we're at 04 and he's talked about Slaves of Freedom Mm -hmm. kind of moving on. For sure, man. So tell me why Slaves of Freedom kind of dissolved. Um not that nobody's not friends, because I see all you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all still cool. Yeah. It was just like a number of reasons, kind of. You, you know. guys are in your early twenties. I mean, I know. Right, we were all kind of all over the place. And, yeah. You know. Dumb. So what? What <laughs> yeah. kicked off your next project then? I guess maybe a better question. Uh, well, it had kind of dissolved, and then uh, uh, I guess Matt and Gabe. Yep. And Ian. We're doing. They'd kind of started getting together, and Matt, Matt had played with Gabe. Uh, in high school. And so, like, I think you know they had the connection there, so they were trying to get something kind of going, and uh. Yeah, they had started writing some songs or something. I think they might have had one. Song, and then Matt hit me up and asked me if I wanted to play guitar. Boom. So I went over and I was like, "Fucking right!" And we were like super into like during the middle of Slaves of Freedom I discovered like Caius and like Stoner Rock shit and it completely blew my fucking head off so we were like way into that and wanting to do more like it's, if you listen to the Slaves of Freedom stuff it's like chaotic okay especially the first record sure because like we didn't know how to write songs so it's basically like parts. string spring, string riffs together parts. you know what I mean it's mm. all parts kind of homogenized yeah right the second 
album got a little bit better because Ogle got in there with us, and he's a little bit old. He's like 10 years older than me. So, right. Jason, had, Jason yeah, he has more of an established way of looking at music and writing songs. So, we like, I think the songs got hookier and better, the second record. But then in Mutown, Matt and I had a conscious decision that we wanted to, like, really dumb it down. Like, because Slaves Friends a lot of busy parts, guitar-wise. We just kind of wanted, wanted to make it more, like, strummy, stoner rock shit. <laughs> and uh, focus on, like, the songs. Yeah, song as a whole instead of right, just part. Yeah. Right, exactly. And that's kind of how that band started. You know, lots of uh, Pink Floyd and, you know, <laughs> Caius and... Sure, there's plenty know. of influences. Medicinal in rock, as yeah. we call that. <laughs> <clears throat> that's awesome, dude. So, okay, so what was going to be that band's... I guess its infancy was... Those are your players. What are y'all going to call it? We went through a number of... Uh, <laughs> Band names. Number I'm sure. of band names. I remember like one of them called like Five Fifths or some shit. Mm. So I forgot who came up with that one, but I was like, no. It's to go with your keyboard tie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there were a handful. And then uh, I don't know how we stumbled on Mute Hound. And I don't remember which one of us brought it up. Um, name I remember is, saying like, you know, a dog that can't bark or something like that. Name yeah. is rad, dude. Like a mute hound. And then I actually ended up, after looking into it, you know how they have like a murder of crows? Yep. It's actually a mute of hounds. Is it really? It is. I didn't know that until after <laughs> we come up with the name. This is the part of the podcast where you put that, the more you know sound. Right. <laughs> right. The star. Yeah. I mean, I'm not doing that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me do too much editing. Love Harburton comes on. <laughs> Take a it's in a ring. Reading rain. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, that was fun, man. It was fun playing those songs because uh, for me, and I always, and still am, as much as I can be these days, very physical player, especially like live. Like I'm. Moving, you do like rocking, and I love that about you. I'm man. moving around yes. as much as I can. Don't be a stiff, man. Right. It's your music. Why aren't you enjoying it? Right. Dude, and like, Mute Hound was so simplistic because it's supposed to be that I could, and me and Ian would lock in and get, I'd get fucking away into it. When I know? see people get locked into the, the stiff, oh, bruh. Yeah. Like, I'll almost clown you on stage. Like, <laughs> don't move. Yeah, right. Don't move. Yeah. You better not move. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll say some shit. I don't care if you're half a freaking, you know, half a step off. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't slide up to the perfect note, I don't care. If your performance is not there, I'll let you know. Right. I'll be out there letting you know. Yeah. I'm sure I have. I mean, I, I do. Careful. I careful. Lots, <laughs> careful. Lots of flubs playing live from trying to fucking, like, from just being into it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, dude. That's a show, though. Right? right. Exactly. You didn't go to a show and watch your favorite bands and they just, like, stood there looking at their hands for sure right yeah i didn't get get to catch mute hound live but i do remember hearing a recording for sure because i remember your boy sean was the one that was like dude check out what these guys are doing this is before i, I mean you kind of like reconnected back in, yeah and uh sean was like 100 percent like these guys are the shit right and yeah we, we used to listen to it in the shed all the time and stuff What's i remember seeing him at, i remember seeing him at show like uh a couple shows sean i think he like he just happened to be at Northgate one night yep. and caught us. Yep, because he lived down the street. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, hey, what's up? You know, and we kind of talked, and he was like, bro, shit was fucking cool. Yeah. And I was like, you know, gave him a CD or whatever. What were the years of Mute Hound? That was 2004 to around 2008, yep. I think. So you played Northgate. I'm sure y'all played The Moon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, The Moon. We played New... Did y'all play Hattiesburg? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. What was the name of that fucking bar? The Tavern. Yes. Yeah, because we got there and we saw Mute Hound stickers everywhere. I was like, <laughs> they were here. <laughs> and it was great. It was yeah. great, man. Yeah, we got out um, to Biloxi and Gulfport. And I don't know if we made it to Florida. They talked mad respect for you guys. A lot of the bands that we played with in Hattie's were talking about Mute Hound. And, Fucking and right. It was awesome, dude. Yeah, we played uh, Sorry. Yeah, Biloxi out that way. We played uh, Deep Ellum. Yeah. Um, Ocean Springs, maybe. Did y'all make it down there? Probably, or Pascagoula? Probably. I think, I think you did. We saw stickers, man. Yeah, yeah probably. Um, 
Yeah, I think we played Houston once. Yeah, that's about as far as we you guys had a really iconic sticker, by the way. Like it stood out. So like when I walked into a door, walked into a urinal. That's where you, <laughs> that's where you see band stickers <laughs> for sure. Be real, shit yo. bars. That's is, what I is do. If I'm fucking going in there, I'm Here trying to put one on the top of the urinal. There you go. In there. That's where all the swashbucklers so, yeah. fucking stare at. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the Celtic. I think maybe I saw a Mutown sticker, and it was this really crap bar in Pasadena. I was like, yeah, yeah, they were here too. Always beating us to the punch. So that was awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. The tavern. Oh, not too far from the times. zoo. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but you weren't far from a zoo. Hattiesburg, <laughs> Mississippi. Fucking right. We're cool, dude. And yeah, you guys recorded one times. record? One record. Yeah. Is that um, still available to to look at? Really it's on to? YouTube. Okay. Everything's yeah. on YouTube. It's on YouTube, yeah. I keep saying the same thing with that one. I was like, I need to put it on iTunes. Or Bandcamp. Or Bandcamp Something. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. dude. Um, yeah, one record. There was, uh, you know, multiple side projects and all this time. I've never really ever been in just one band. Right. <laughs> That's how I've known you. Yeah, there was a band in uh, the early Slaves days, side project. First thing that I did with Clipstein called Wretched Otis. Hmm. Yeah, and we played. You remember that, that uh, Battle of the Bands or whatever they had Absolutely. in Absolutely. Yeah. We played that. No shit. Only show we played. Yeah. Because hey, Swash was there, but like we were called Forefront at the time. Okay, yeah, I remember y'all being. And there. Kenmore's is the one that yeah, took the show like home, wanted, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was there that I was there the Saturday, and did you guys play the Saturday? I think we played Friday. Friday. See, so, yeah, I wasn't there Friday. I was there Saturday. Oh, no. uh, Shannon Giot's band was there. Oh, there we go. There's a name. No, we did play Saturday. Wretched Otis played Friday. Slaves played played Saturday. Okay, so Slaves played. Yeah. So yeah, because I saw Slaves, and. Um, Fucking whatever, uh, well, Black yeah. Market Halos. Yeah, was Saturday night as well, well and then yeah. a couple. Yeah, of, was playing Park Place with him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, Swash played Sunday, and then right after Swash, it was the Ken Moore's, and I was like, oh, that's how you do that. Okay, it's all irrelevant, <laughs> man. It's all irrelevant. And then during the uh, the Mute Hound days, I had a side project called Angel Nut. <laughs> really? Yeah. Who was an Angel Nut? That was the first band that I played with Ryland in. There it is. Yeah. I knew that was coming. Uh, and it was me, um, Jason Orso, Clipstein on drums. Wretched Otis was the first band I played with Clipstein in. Mm-hmm. Clipstein on drums there. And I, I can't remember who played bass. I'm just kidding. Over. Yeah, I was about to say. I know it was you. I just wanted, I just wanted to do that. Because <laughs> Ryland did it. <laughs> Love you, Jay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was uh, Jason Orso from, uh, he was in Never, and he actually plays guitar in Ambassador. He's, oh, okay. That's yeah, he's also in about, yeah. probably one of my top five favorite uh, Baton Rouge rock bands, The Mysterious Stranger. You've never mm. heard that stuff? Didn't hear it. Check it out. That shit. Yeah, I love that record they put out. Really? Uh-huh. Kind of stuff? Uh, it's kind of like rock... Uh, psychedelic all right i guess yeah but it's really good really good check it out it's on youtube i would assume (laughs) i'm just i uh i'm just guessing because everything else has been on youtube that we talked i know it's i know it's on itunes because i just recently re-downloaded it because i had the cd oh shit there you go but then i can change in uh you know computers or whatever i some, somehow got lost in the fix because mm-hmm. i only had one song that remained i was like oh, i'm gonna go back and listen to that record. yeah so i recently redownloaded it and listened to it, it still holds up Killer. really good shit i need to check it out yeah we had a second record written and recorded and Something happened, and the yep. hard drive got corrupted, and it all went oh, away. Shit. Oh, shit. Oh, that's – Is that really? Poop, dude. Yep. Wow. Damn. Yeah. If only there was some way to re-record those songs now. I wish, but, like, I only have – I have, like, demo recordings of most of them, and they're fucking horrible. Well, I mean, some <laughs> of them sound good. Some of them don't. Well, no, 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 like – the 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 recording quality. Like, I got what you're saying. Yeah, my yeah. bad. My but bad. You really your songs <laughs> were shit. <laughs> uh, but I was really excited about those songs, man. I think I thought oh. they were gonna. Uh, I thought it was gonna do really good, and then. What you want, bro? Yeah, that happened, and we tried to re-record them, 
Yeah, that's, God, what, 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 a... get, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. we tried to re-record well, them and then freaking, you know, around that time is when Ian left and moved to California. And then we had talked about, like, him coming back oh, and shit. finish okay. it. You know, so it just kind of never got done. Damn, that puts a damper on things. Yep. So I guess on <clears throat> at this time in your life, are you on your own? Like, are you living in your own apartment? Are you doing your own thing? Uh, Yeah, by this time, for sure. Yeah, um, okay. We just kind of skipped over, like, part of the real life part of it is, like, I'm still working a job and yeah, I'm still yeah, trying yeah. to play music and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, dropped out of college because, <clears throat> uh, you know, I wanted to play as music did, more. As did I, probably in the same year, so, yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. I wanted to play music more, and then I ended up – I actually lived in a, a trailer with Jason Ogle and Matt. Perfect. Matt Dupre for a little while, and then I ended up uh, moving back with my parents for a second and then getting an apartment with Kelly. Yeah, okay. wife. Yeah. yeah, we like her a little bit. I like her too, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's all right. She's great. Best wife ever. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the only reason, I, that, dude, seriously, that's the only reason why I can do as much music as I can is because she's so fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, I find that no doubt about it. You know, she'll every once in a while she'll be like, "Not tonight, brother." Yeah, like, but you guys have worked it out. Like that's the balance. Right. Yeah. You get yeah. It. We've. I mean, we've been together. She knows where your passion lies. Yeah. Right. We've been together for fucking twenty three years. It's gonna be great too because every time I go somewhere when she's not there, she was like, "Did y'all talk about me? Did you tell them how awesome I was?" And this time, I can honestly be like, "I did. Yeah, I, I did. Totally I, I did. did. Listen to it. There's evidence. <laughs> yeah. We'll get a new subscriber. <laughs> no, she is. She's amazing, man. Um. But where are we at? Where are we at in two thousand eight? We're at the end of Mute Hound. Yeah, right. Ian just moved to California. Ben's at a loss. What do I do now? Right. right. So during the end. <laughs> what was me? I like how it's like a fucking Forrest Gump story. You know? It really is, dude. <laughs> at the end stages of uh, Mute Hound, I guess, Clipstein was playing drums with us. I remember I asked Clipstein to play drums in Mute Hound at my wedding. Oh, wow. Because he was there. Yeah. And I was like, man, we need a drummer. Clipstein, would you do it? And I already played in two other little side bands with him, you know. So he was down, but uh, but we had already been jamming because I love heavy metal and stuff, and more kind of intricate guitar work. And Mutown was great, and I enjoyed playing those songs, but I wasn't quite scratching that itch. Mm-hmm. And me always being in multiple projects was like, hey, let's get. I got some songs, some heavier songs that aren't going to work in Mutown. You know what I mean? Clipstein, let's fuck with those. We were already fucking with those. That turned into Big Frank. Yeah. Right. So Which is Matt. Me. P. Matt. P. Clipstein. Right. right. Yeah. And still going today. Still going way. to this day. We have new songs that we're hoping to have recorded in the next few months. Uh, two of them that I think are fucking bangers, man. I'm really stoked on them. By the way, you guys have a really intricate live sound too i don't know if you guys do this by design or anything like that but the way that you and matt's guitars combine on like i've only seen you in smaller venues i guess right but there's something about the sound that the two guitars put out compared you know i don't know what the sound is like the venues i've seen but it's a really good dynamic between you and matt i guess is what it is you guys just know each other so well yeah i think we've been playing so long together that our sounds kind of complement each other yeah just like it's not a thought out thing like i'm gonna be more bassy and you're gonna be more tinny or anything right. like that to like fill up more space it just organically happened yeah and big uh, frank's a good fucking show live man i really enjoy those fucking right appreciate that man yeah yeah i love like i play in all these bands but uh big frank for me feels like every time we get together i was camping with clips on last weekend and we were talking about it and i was like we we're talking about Big Frank, and I was like, that feels like home for me. You know, when we all get together, it's like, it's so easy. Right. You know? And, you know, we went through numerous hiatuses with Matt and P having kids, all this stuff, but we always kind of kept it rolling. You know, we right. don't play nearly as much as we used to. You know, It's, probably it's like the main branch. One right. or two yeah, one or two times a year, maybe. Sometimes we we actually want to start getting it going more now, uh, which I'm hoping that we will. Um, 
About what year do you think Big Frank was getting kicked off? I just want to give like a aspect here. Seven or eight, huh? Yeah, it'd be around 2008. Yeah? Yeah. Campaign Flame, you were on that first comp. I remember that's where I first heard Big Frank, I think. That was the Exploding Godhead thing. I thought it was before that. Whoa. Was it not? Was it you got, they Godhead? were on that? That was definitely on the Exploding Godheads. No, I, I, was, I'm not sure now. Like no, I'm we asking. weren't on Camp Lane. Okay, Camp so Lane, it was so. Exploding Godheads. Yeah. Which, what, oh, yeah, that was like Big Frank's second record, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the second record. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they had a they had a record before yeah. that, probably yeah. probably four years prior, some, yeah, somewhere, somewhere around there, there it right? It probably came out. I think around 2011, yeah, 12, yeah, yeah. something like yeah. that. It came out. Just the big the first Frank, record, yeah. record whatever Franco it was Grande. There you go, Franco Frank Grande. That's what it's called. Dude, <laughs> that's on Bandcamp. That is on iTunes. You should be able to get all I that have stuff it around here somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> should be on, it's definitely on Bandcamp. I think it's on iTunes and all the other streaming platforms. Groovy stuff. Clipsign handles outside of all that stuff. So. Yeah. So, um, and one thing we were talking about you and and Matt's guitar work stuff. Is the thing that I forgot to bring up is that when I first met you or when I came to your your house and saw your practice spot, which that's another entire podcast, but <laughs> um, <clears throat> pedals, man, uh, a lot of the the riff rockers and punk rockers that I play with is like it's very minimal, and you were my first guy that i knew that like you had a barrage is as a is an understatement <laughs> it started very simple and just grew over the years it's like baseball cards for you dude you're collecting like ken griffey's rookie card and that guy's i'm not even card. bad yeah no i'm not even Rylan, <laughs> he's not even as Rylan's bad as Rylan's worse than yeah. i am yeah, yeah. yeah rylan's bad rylan's worse than i am he's an addiction so do you and matt did you and matt use pedals um I know you had le- at least some volume swells and yes. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that the dynamic of Big Frank was awesome, mm-hmm. right? In Mutown, well, I guess there was always like even in Slaves of Freedom, there was a. It's always been a wah. Yeah. And there's always been a phaser. Really? Yeah. At least through the second Slaves record, I have phaser on that. And a I boss had this orange. giant. Got that boss. <laughs> had this giant green. Soviet era electro harmonics phaser pedal that I fucking love, Shit. and actually, uh, my buddy uh, Dustin Debone, who plays guitar in Ambassador, I gave it to him and he fixed it. <laughs> so uh, it works. Again. It's back. <laughs> it works again, and it's, it takes up too much real estate on the pedal board. Yeah, but it's on the Kim City record. It's gonna be on every record if I'm using a phaser. That's it because I have you know phaser in my pedal board, but it doesn't sound as good as this thing. Right. Cool. Yeah, so there was a, a always been a phaser or something like that in Mute Hound. It got to you know wah phaser delay, yeah. And then Big Frank. It, the beginning was kind of the same wah phaser delay. And then from there, you know, I just ended up getting. I don't have really that much stuff. That's about all I really have now. I have like a a double delay reverb pedal and a pitch shifter. Okay. That's, that's, I mean, my that's, my setup is fairly simple. simplistic yeah. compared to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, let's just, call it like it is. A dude plays through a Bogner. It's loud enough. He doesn't need volume. He doesn't yeah, yeah. need grain. Well, maybe it's and maybe it's not his pedals <laughs> as much as when I walk in. Like people, you know, they leave. Um, we're sitting in a shed from Ross. That is like people leave their stuff. Yeah, there's not a single pedal yeah, yeah. in the uh, right. We, we so have, maybe that's it. We too. have like stage Ben's, tuners and that's it. Yeah, yeah. we at play Ben's place. There's like a, there's a top of a shelf that's just full yeah. Of that's pedals. all my stuff. I have I have a lot of pedals, but I don't utilize them all. It's like, God, don't this dude's got pedals, bro. <laughs> but it's great because if you go to the studio or whatever, and you're like, that's it. This song needs that's something. It. Oh wait, I have the exact thing. Like when we recorded the the last four mag record. There's some shit. I have a pedal called the Rainbow Machine that basically just sounds like a spaceship. The end. <laughs> so I used it on that for like outros and intros. And yeah. I was like, this needs something. Let me get the fucking space machine. <laughs> tweak the knobs. You know? yeah, nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you can get it if you, to utilize a thing, you can fuck with it enough to where it sounds like a, a nice, like, slight chorus. Okay. But this, this thing's wild, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've always been a fan of like, um, like peaks and valleys in my music. You know, I love Nirvana. You go loud, then you sure. go soft, then right. you go loud. Yeah. Well, you know, eventually you get to the point where, well, we go soft. We could put something on it and make it sound really cool. You mm-hmm. know, like yeah. And then you, you know, obviously I love like fucking Pink Floyd and 
you know, some yeah. of the more space rock shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Stoner rock, and it's fucking, like, delays and uh, phasers and reverbs all over that shit. I love you know? it. Right. Yeah, I love it. Another dynamic of the music. <clears throat> yeah, I, I wish I played an instrument well enough to <laughs> fuck with all that stuff. I just don't. <laughs> just try to keep it in tune, man. <laughs> That's why I have the guitar I have now, sir. Dude, I got this guitar now that you tune it one time and you never have to tune it That's again. That's the one I have, too, yeah. Oh, shit, you got a fucking Evertune? No. Oh, oh. No. Ben no. got a new guitar. We didn't talk about that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's great, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking loving it so far. No shit. Yeah, you could leave it fucking out here. It could get hot and cold stuff. It'll still Whoa. be in tune when you it's, come back. It's an ESP. Yeah. And it's it's kind of... Uh, Just an everyday banger, huh? It's like shaped like a, kind of Explorer. It's shaped like a, uh, a Firebird. Firebird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw this guitar. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's got this, this fucking Everton on right. it, man. Yeah, Silver Burst. Yeah. And it's got like, you know how like a Floyd Rose works, kind of? Mm-hmm. Well, this has like two strings, two springs on each individual string. And you set the tension, and they just hold the tension that you set it to, no matter what happens. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. It's like a clock. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Like, I can let it sit back there for a couple of days, you know. And I have AC and I have a heater in my, my jam room. Yeah, yeah. But you, you know, just hang her on the wall and she. Right. I don't. It, they're not like. The AC is, but like, if it gets cold, the AC cuts off. I don't have like a heater that's set to a temperature. It's not right. like, like a unit. So it'll get cold. And I'll just go to pick that bitch up. Bring. You know, it's like fucking. That's what's up, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. the fuck out of it. I was talking about the PV that I have. That thing, I mean, that thing stays in tune like a motherfucker. That's the reason I got it, because I used to play Sean's all the time. And I was like, dude, this thing's never, I never have to tune this fucking thing. So I got one, you know? Yeah, yeah. Fucking but right. yeah, I, it's totally different than what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying my guitar stays in tune. You're talking about through everything, that motherfucker will still yeah, be in yeah, tune. <laughs> yeah, you tune it once, and you don't have to tune it again until you take the strings off. That's fucking awesome. So far, that's been my experience, but I've only been having it for a a few weeks now, you know. Right. That's my review so far. That shit, shit might change. I haven't gigged with it yet, you know. But all the stuff that I've been reading about this this bridge for the past few years have all been spectacular, you know. So, so. it's an ESP Firebird body yeah, it's style. It's called a Phoenix. Okay. Firebird Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds good. Although, like your amp had crapped out last time I heard it, but yeah, my amp did crap out. Action. Yeah. You back, you back in action. I uh, know, not yet. I actually mm-hmm. ordered tubes today. You had to wait till I got that paycheck today. Mm-hmm. Dude, tubes. No, that is not only expensive but scarce. Bro, the last. And then, and you know about this. So, uh, so tubes. A lot of the best tubes. A lot of people say were Russian. Russian, yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. not too good right now. Nope. Um, so the next best is like Chinese, right? Mm. Well, that's not so good right now. <laughs> So it's just like Did they drop man. any on that balloon? Right, exactly. <laughs> that balloon was full of tubes. <laughs> I wish have that bitch pop over my house. So t- tubes are rough right now, bro. I was talking to uh, this guy uh, Kennedy who Comet amps anyway, mm. and I was asking him about tubes. I uh, ran into him at lunch. Dude. High dollar shit there. Yeah, Comet. Yeah, so um, so these local guys look them up. Their Comet amps are pretty loud. That's what I know them for. Is just being just low watts and just super loud oh, yeah. and expensive, but worth it. So anyway, and shit. Um, I was asking about tubes, man. He's like, dude, they're <laughs> they're rough, and the yeah. cabinets and stuff. He's like, dude, it's just wood and lumber. Everything he does, this poor guy, he's <laughs> like super yeah, everything's expensive, expensive for yeah. this guy. It's like, man, time to get in the styrofoam business or something, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's they had that uh, petition that went around a while back. And I think I, I sent it to like every musician that I know. Yeah, this company it. was talking about starting yeah. up a tube. Factory in the US, you making them in the US, somewhere yeah. in North Carolina or something like that. And I was I, de- I definitely signed everybody signed fucking that I know sign up for this yes. thing because we need this. Yeah, yeah. You know? The tubes that I looked at, and I'm actually purchasing the tubes that I put in my head that are in it right now, they're just kind of crapped out. I bought a while back and it was about 400 bucks. Yeah, 450, something like that. Skeletons, Wing C, SEDs. Now they're fucking close to seven. God damn. Right, so I'm gonna have to go with some electro harmonics with which, yeah, are great. You know, are these six L sixes or these EL thirty fours? Okay, yeah. There's nothing wrong with the electro harmonics. You know, people have been using them forever. I just uh, let's open that factory though, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, let's we do need that. It. If I hey man, if I won the Mega Millions, I would <laughs> do it for you. Fucking right, I would do it. I play every every Tuesday, man. So we'll I see. do. I do it myself. 
I don't play. I don't play the lottery. But, Nor me. But if I had the money, yeah, in a heartbeat, I'd go find them dudes that did that petition and be like, "Hey, dude, and I'm gonna be an investor." Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna be a signer. Give me a piece of this. I don't know how any of that shit works. Besides, <laughs> yeah. I plug them in. Here's the money. Yeah. Buy us some. Go do yeah. it. Yeah. I just don't want to call you and get my tubes. Mm-hmm. That's it. Let's go ahead and just take, take a, a little break. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 